Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Pat Nunley joining us now, and uh, Pat, congrats! Uh, I haven't. I've said I sent you a note, but I haven't gotten to say it publicly. Congrats on being in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I just kind of assumed you were always a Hall of Famer, but uh, I think we made it official in recent months. So congratulations on that, and welcome uh, back to the show. Thank you, Matt. It's always good to be with you, and uh, thank you on the congratulations. The, uh, it was an honor of a lifetime, and I mean literally a lifetime. I've, I've spent my entire adult life tethered to Baylor in one way or the other, you know, as a player, and then doing the broadcast for all these years, something I never even thought about, never even occurred to me. And so uh, when Walter called me to tell me I was selected, um, it took a while to let it sink in. I'm not sure it will ever sink in, but it was a great night. Had my family in, some teammates. We played golf. Just terrific. So I appreciate that very much. Yeah, and uh, that's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat deal. And, and then so much of your career has now happened at the Farrell Center. I mean, opens in what 1988. Did you go over there, by the way, to see Ronald Reagan? When he arrived to, to basically open up the Farrell Center in 1988, were you were you in the uh, were you at the Farrell that afternoon? Uh, you know, I was not. I, I was out of town. <laughs> I can't remember whatever it was. It had yeah. to be important because that was a big deal. I mean, yes. you know, you think about it. So the Farrell Center had just opened, and not only was it a basketball arena, it was an event uh, facility, and you know, there have been concerts there, other. Um, Notables have come in uh, into the Ferrell Center over the years. But, yeah, that was a great way to kick it off because it was brand new. And to get Ronald Reagan in there uh, mm-hmm. to get the thing really up and running was pretty cool. I like that win over Arkansas circa 1990. I, I felt like yep. that was the first huge win for the Bears. You might be able to think of another one. But I to knock off the number three team in the country, of course, that was David Wesley, a guy named Toby Christian, who was not probably thought of as one of the great scorers, but th- that was a fun team. I mean, I think, um, I mean, that uh, Julius Denton from, I believe, yep. Shelbyville, Indiana, still see Julius yeah. around the arena from time to time. What a, uh, what a, what a, you know, he was a good he was a really good player, had great size, as I recall, but uh, that one, uh, you I'm sure you remember that one, but that was kind of fun because that was a tremendous uh, Arkansas team, that 40 minutes of hell that Nolan used to used to put up. Yeah, that was the number three team in the country. I think Matt Oliver Miller was on that team and went on to have a nice uh, professional career. And, and it was great, too, because it was Arkansas, who was a Southwest Conference opponent, and uh, we had some history, actually a lot of history with Arkansas. And that was a team, as I recall, Matt, that uh, like a lot of other Baylor teams back when the Farrell Center was just getting open, uh, teams that were very capable, right? We had um, a few really standout players. And David Wesley, who went on to a 13-year pro career, was one of them. So we were always capable. You know, number three would come in. Uh, you know, years later, but number six, Kansas came in in 2001 and we were always just good enough 
to beat a team on a given night that was a top 10 team. And I, I think that went over Arkansas again, 1992 years after the arena opened uh, was kind of a stake in the ground. You know, at that time, anyway, we were taking this seriously. We we're in a great facility, brand new facility, and we had some really good players and, and we were going to compete at the national level. And at least that was the thinking at that time. And we got off to a really good start. And I thought that number that the win over number three was a statement to college basketball and, and maybe more importantly to the Baylor community that we were serious about this, have an arena. Now we need a team. And we started kind of piecing mm-hmm. one together. Mm-hmm. And then some of those battles against Tom Penders in Texas come to mind as well i mean i think they had to finally change some of the student seating down there i will blame that on the saes they were down there <laughs> cheering on uh what's the big z man zavonacek or somebody and yeah, uh yeah. i think he was one of their fraternity brothers that may have been your fraternity by the way back in the day am i right about it that were you a, you are uh-huh. exactly right and i'm yeah, hoping no. that you know we were held to a higher standard back in the late 70s maybe i don't know <laughs> like to think that and matt it was so long ago that nobody remembers anything to the contrary well wait yeah. i know hey, alan holt oh yeah 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 well, okay you can stop there uh remember that remember the tommy penders crying towels Remember how those were distributed throughout the <laughs> arena when they came in? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Oh, I do remember bad. that. Yeah, I think like a local – I think they must have produced that like a uh, local car wash or something. I don't know exactly. Yeah, that right. sounds like a Daryl Lanus type uh, mm-hmm. type you know, invention. The terror – yeah. And, boy, Tom – and I, I, I still like Tom, but he – he does not. I mean, he. Somebody from Baylor went up and reminded him of that, or said something to him. And at least at that time, he did not like talking about that. And sadly, I, I remember them claiming that his wife, like, had to seek some counseling after. I mean, th- people think oh, now it's tough. I mean, the heckling back then was a little on the rough side and uh but he was one of the great characters of the game you know nolan was and and so yeah those were those were great moments but boy lance and uh we lost lance sadly but travis and joey wright run bmw from texas and of course that was after you played they were that was circa 1987 or 88 panama myers but I mean, as you as a young broadcaster, you were really seeing some pretty amazing things. You played, you and Terry played together, and then you just kept having great players. Like probably in the early days, you had what Winston Crite at Texas A and M. I mean, you would look around at the conference, and it would be, it would every team had somebody amazing. It, it did, and you know the old Southwest Conference, which you know predates the Farrell Center for the most part, um, had some mm-hmm. great players. Ricky Pierce oh, was gosh. at Rice, who went on to play yeah. for the Bucks forever. Uh, you know, we had Vinny, we had Terry, um, uh, Scott Hastings at Arkansas, had a nice NBA career, LaSalle Thompson at Texas, uh, and on and on and on. So it was a great league. It really was. And, you know, we still had Texas and TCU um, coming into the league at the time. And, and, and so it was it was a a great time to be a college basketball fan. And one of the memories I have of the Farrell Center 
is really the quality of the opponents that have come in there over the years. Mm. And it's been, it's been great basketball for all these years. And it also, and, and maybe Matt and I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves, I think, but when I think of the Farrell center, I think this way, it is the site. It's the home of the greatest comeback story in the history of college basketball. That's where it happened. And, and, you know, when you think about that, nobody really objects to that. I mean, what, what happened uh, and it all happened in the Farrell Center, going from mm. as bad as it can get to as good as it can get. We all saw that happen. And that happened right down the street in the Farrell Center. That's the one overriding memory that I have. And it's a culmination of a lot of different years, obviously. But the foundation was built. You had Brian Skinner. You had Epe Udo, You had... Uh, Michael Williams, who predated the Ferrell Center, but you know, again, a number of Pierre Jackson, and on and on and mm-hmm. on, that laid the foundation. And then you know, Scott comes in, and beginning what five years ago, six years ago, this team rose to as good as it gets in college basketball by any statistical measure. And once again, that happened in the Ferrell Center, and and we had the privilege and the joy of just being able to watch it happen. There's nothing better. It's like Michael and Daryl didn't quite get to come over to the promised land, did they? Middleton and and, and Mr. Yeah. Quick. I don't guess they, because yeah. uh, they would have graduated in, what, 87. So that thing opened yeah. up at 88. Briggs yeah. stayed around Baylor for about 25 years and was still, I mean, he may <laughs> still be in a pickup game over at Russell this afternoon. So he yeah. probably yeah. was out there at some point. But, yeah, and I just think back of some of those guards from that era, like, Nelson Haggerty, the late great. I mean, just some mm-hmm. some really neat players. Like uh, after Wesley, who was that guy? Patrick, somebody. I mean, they would just have these guards. They always had a Hunter. guard. That, yeah, Ed yeah, Hunter. man, he was. A, mm-hmm. And, of course, we love Melvin Hunt, and he's going on to have a nice coaching career. But, yeah, Patrick Hunter. I mean, some of these players, and you just remember some of the shots they would hit. Um, mm-hmm. and, no, and, yeah, uh, great guards. Yeah, yeah, and, and – uh, and then, I, boy, you made me start thinking of, like, Frank Fallon um, and, mm-hmm. and who was the guy he used to call the, the zone buster. Now, that predates the Farrell, but you remember he had uh, Kaiser? That, that, may, that mm-hmm. might have been about the time you were playing. Was he? Did he play with you? Um, he um, did. He, okay. He's a little behind me. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We, all, we, we left all that at the heart of Texas Coliseum. Yeah. And made the move right in 88 yeah. from the Coliseum. Oh, my gosh. Center, which was a significant step up. But I, as I've told you before, Matt, I've got very fond memories of the yeah. heart of Texas Coliseum. But, you know, you, you think about some of the players we've seen. I mentioned Pierre, Epe, Terry Black. Terry Black was an unbelievable. He was an all-conference player. Tweedy Carter, Quincy Ace. Mm-hmm. You remember Lawrence Roberts? Lawrence Roberts was a freshman All-American in 2002. Yeah. Curtis Gerald, Jonathan Motley, Skinner, Kevin Rogers, Torian Prince, Royce O'Neal, and on and on and on. So we've been treated to high-quality basketball, and there was a pretty significant dip along the way just immediately prior to, to Scott getting here for the yeah. next couple of years. But uh, it's been all in all, it's been a really good experience over there. How was that uh, doing the the documentary, 35 Years of the Feral? I noticed you were mm-hmm. featured on there. J-Mo, mm-hmm. uh, Nikki, and Scott are both. Uh, uh, I bet that'll be a kind of a neat deal on uh, Baylor Plus. Talking to Pat Nunley, of course, on the Matt Mosley Show. 
ESPN Central Texas. But that'll I think that'll be kind of cool, and I hope they go back and, and show some old footage. I mean, sadly, there's some coaches along the way uh, on the men's side they probably don't want to say too much about, but, I, you know, it's all part of the history. And, uh, I mean, it, it just from the scandals and everything. But I think that'll be kind of neat to go back and look at some of the players and the personalities over the, thir- the last 35 years. Yeah, there, and there have been a few. I mean, one of my memories, Matt, is the night uh, that Frank Fallon delivered his last broadcast. And he retired, 95, I believe it was. But I remember that, and uh, it was emotional. I mean, this guy had done Baylor basketball and other sports for 43 years. And, uh, you know, he had Parkinson's and just decided it was time for him to not broadcast anymore. But, again, another vivid memory, not on the floor, but one that I'll never forget. He was um, an unbelievable human being and a great broadcaster. That guy won the Chris Schenkel Award. For some reason, I was looking at that recently, and, and that's a national broadcasting honor that was given whatever year it was to Frank Fallon. So I remember the night he retired, and, and it was uh, poignant for sure. Well, he just had a he had a lot of little sayings too, didn't he? I remember hearing uh, he it was did. like the Dunkaroo, I think he would say, <laughs> uh, and then um, right. and then. Yeah, and 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 we had Gerard Smoky Banks, man. He was, he was awesome. And I don't know if it's Frank or the PA guy at the time, but you know he would. They'd say smoke, and it just sounded right. so cool, you know. And he would hit a shot. But uh, I mean, there were a lot of, and you know, like Harry Miller, for instance, doing such a coming in there with Brian Skinner and his son Roderick. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, what a what an important part of things he was because that was another scandal Baylor that was the previous scandal that they'd been through and and he brought some dignity and 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 you know obviously it didn't go as well as he'd hoped but boy there were some there were some fun moments when uh he brought Brian Skinner into the Farrell Center oh yeah I remember one year started the league five and oh uh coached by Harry Miller and I didn't finish the way they wanted it to I think they ended up 500 but Mm -hmm. he was a character he was a tremendous guy uh, but was a character, and um, I remember we played – and this really speaks to where the program was back in those days, and we were a little bit, maybe more than a little bit dysfunctional. And I remember we played Texas close, and uh, the day or two following that, he got a five-year extension. <laughs> and I thought, you know, what does that say about where we are in the program? And, and again, no disrespect <laughs> to Harry – but I thought, so all you got to do to get a five-year extension is play Texas close. And <laughs> and so to flip that, uh, I don't know what the number is. We'll look at it when we play Texas this year. But I think 10 of the last 13 games, 11 of the last 14 or something, Baylor has won. So that's that's a different vibe, right? And I remember one of the things Scott's saying coming in is, we're going to beat Texas. We're not going to play him close. We're going to beat him. And you look back at his record now against Texas, and we've got a lot more wins and losses. And we started off pretty rough, right? He, he took his lumps in the first two or three years. But to your point, a lot of characters and a lot of really good folks and, and just a story to tell. And it's been told many, many times, but it all happened right there under the gold dome. And now that we've got a chance to start to reflect on it, it's, it's a powerful story. It really is. Yeah, 
I would say so. And there's just something about that building. I'm glad it's going to hang around. We're saying goodbye mm-hmm. to it, you know, we're just, but we're not totally saying goodbye. People will still be in it. But uh, there was something about those green seats, the look of the outside. But you're right, 1988, when that thing appears on campus, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it felt it made us feel kind of big time. Like it just had a – because we had the football stadium off campus. I mean, it was just like a right. – it was something we could kind of claim as our own. Uh, y'all's, you know, arena had been across campus or, or not across campus, yeah. you know, across town. So it did right. give us something to kind of claim and be excited about. And uh, there have been a lot of really cool things that have happened there over the years. It's funny, though, you and I are exactly alike. We Our memories float back to any matchups mm-hmm. with Texas, and that's why we can't help. Mm-hmm. I liked what you said about that Texas Tech game. Um, that was kind of cool, but I can't help but think about, like, when AC had – you know, recently I said, I think you had about eight dunks, and everybody immediately corrected me on social media. No, Matt, it was ten. It was ten dunks. It was double digits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they that... weren't just just dunks. I mean, they were rim-rattling. Yes. You think the glass is going to break uh, dunks. And yeah. they were Quincy AC signature dunks, every one of them. That was a fun yeah. night. Well, yeah. and, and Rick Barnes, that team had been number one in the country. That Texas mm-hmm. team, and they had I, – I, whoever I was there with, uh, might have been Tim Callishaw, I remember telling him, I'm like – because they had talent. Jordan Hamilton, and they had mm-hmm. some big guys and everything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't think Rick likes his team. You know, and occasionally that happens mm-hmm. to a coach where it's just like right. – you could just see him, the disgust he had for some of his own players. And part of that was just Baylor was just dunking on them over and over mm-hmm. again. But um, mm-hmm. in yeah. those matchups with um, with uh, A and M, I mean, I think I think uh, a Dr Pepper, uh, uh, you know, there might have been a, a, a somebody might have thrown something out there on the court one time when Donald Sloan mm-hmm. decided to end up punctuate an Aggies win with a big dunk after the game had already been decided, and uh, he might have had a, a bottle come his direction, a plastic bottle, mm-hmm. I might add, but still, but uh, some yeah. some fun memories. Well. Pat, I appreciate it. I'll look forward to watching this. If you and J-Mo are on there, I'll watch it. All right? I always love listening to you guys. And um, well, we need Coach Howler on time. there, too, though. Yeah, Coach Howler, yep. is, uh, he's called a number of games over there himself. But thank you for doing this, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Matt. Good to talk to you. You bet. Pat Nunley, uh, great guy, good friend, and uh, great to have him on. Okay, we got all kinds.